This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low, or Instagram at Nearside Low underscore podcast. All right. We are here, your side low podcast uh, number six. Um, Ray, I want you to know I was poolside at the uh, Dismet invite, and I had a parent from Dismet. Um, he has a son that plays uh, water polo. I think his first year playing. Uh, he's a sophomore, uh, and he, he said he wanted wanted to introduce himself. Loves the podcast. Um, I recommended a couple ones that maybe he hadn't listened to yet. Um, said they were good ones, and he's he's really loving the sport of water polo. So. People do listen. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it was it was good to see uh, good to see someone and uh, meet somebody and shake their hand. So yeah, no, I love hearing stuff like that. I also saw on Twitter this last week uh, the coach from Sycamore was also uh, giving us some love, talking about how they were listening to it on the way down from Cincinnati. So um, yeah, definitely great to hear all these people listening. I know a lot of people enjoyed hearing Coach Taylor last week. So. Um, hopefully we can keep it going. Boost our everything. egos, everybody. Boost yeah, right, our right, egos. Right. We love it. Anyhow. Right. Uh, so I think we're uh, we're getting to the I mean the meat of the season as we kind of start to roll in here. Uh, we start with our question of the week from last week. I don't know what the difference was, Coach, but we got uh, a solid, I think, 40 votes. I think I opened voting through, I think, yesterday. Looked like our last how much water polo are you going to watch? I think our winner was more than I care to admit, um, <laughs> which was – Noticing as many people that were at the Smed invite on Saturday, I'm sure there were plenty of people at Lafayette and my CDS. I'm sure there are people watching a lot of polo. So uh, we appreciate your votes. Um, that was fun to see. Um, and then, of course, we want to carry over. Um, we want to make this, as long as Ray and I continue to podcast, we want to make this a yearly tradition. So I'm going to let Ray talk about this one's going to kind of be a two-parter, uh, and it will be very similar to what we did last year. So hit it, Ray. So uh, last year, we wanted to try to update the Missouri Water Polo website to get some new pictures on the header uh, that you see when you open the, on the website. So um, last year, we had a picture contest. We had a number of submissions. Uh, we picked the top 10 and then allowed everybody to vote on which was the best picture that they wanted to see on our website. So uh, we're going to do that again this year. We'd like you to submit any water polo pictures that you might have from your games either the last couple weeks during the season or the winter league or even during the summer at JOs or elsewhere. Send us your best water polo picks. And then what we'll do is next week we will compile the best 10 and we will uh, have people go out and vote to pick their favorite picture or what they want to see on the website. So in order to submit pictures, uh, you can send them to web at mowaterpolo.com. If you go to the Missouri Water Polo website, you can see that on there, but just web at mowaterpolo.com. Send us your best water polo picks, and then next week we will vote on who will be the new pictures on the Missouri Water Polo website. Yes, and miraculously last year, I think we got hundreds upon hundreds of votes, right? So um, I still don't know how that happened, but um, we're hoping to garner some traffic to the webpage and looking forward to seeing those. And again, as I said last year, with the number of parents I see in the crowd with cameras, and when I talk about cameras, I mean like heavy-duty cameras, um, hopefully we get some really good, clear quality photos. So we're looking forward to it. So that's our uh, question of the week. Um, And then we roll into, uh, I guess, water polo in the news. Um, anything on STL today? I think there were a couple things where you want to touch on those. 
Yeah, so uh, once again, uh, continue to have some great publications this week. So yesterday at the Dispatch Invite, uh, Steve Overby from uh, STL Today was there. Paul Kopsky was over there as well. Had a nice article about the uh, Slough High Sycamore game. So, yeah, continue to have um, some various publications. I think uh, there were some uh, earlier in the week, correct, Coach? Oh, the West County News Magazine. Yes. So the West County News Magazine is for us lucky people that live in West County. And usually it's Warren Mays. I know he did a write-up on the Dismet Invitational. Um, and there were some quotes in there from uh, Coach Taylor, I think. Um, and they do a little preview of like who's going to be, you know, matching up with who and stuff like that. So, so you can find that. I think uh, I want to say St. Louis Area Polo's Twitter handle tweeted out a link to that. So you can also find that online if you're interested. Uh, so moving on, I guess uh, the big thing that we need to talk about is uh, all the games and stuff that happened this previous week, including the Dismet Invitational. Um, and so, without further ado, I think that Mon- was it Monday or Tuesday, Ladue Lindbergh. Correct. Okay. Correct. And that ended up, I think the final score ended up being 11 to 7 Ledoux. Um, and I was not at that game, Ray. I don't think you were either. Correct. But after, I, I would say, Ray, after Ledoux's dominant performance over us on Saturday at Founders Cup, um, you know, that was kind of maybe one of the outcomes I was, I was thinking could have potentially happened there. Yeah. Well, Ledoux has continued to look strong. Uh, obviously, against Parkway West and Lindbergh. Uh, I think at this point in the season, they've solidified their spot at uh, number two in the rankings for the time being. Uh, this week, they'll have a big big game on Tuesday, uh, SLU at Ledoux, uh, which will definitely give an idea of where those two teams stand against each other. But uh, yeah, very strong very strong performance by Ledoux. And the, the fun thing about Ledoux is they do they are getting contributions from their entire starting line, so should make for a good matchup against SLU. And what time game. is that game on Tuesday? Right, uh, last time I checked, five thirty at Ledoux. Okay, yep. all right, at yep. Ledoux. So plenty of space. Go, feel free to check it out. It sounds like it probably could end up being a pretty good matchup. And then we rolled on. Were there any other individual games that that uh, you wanted to touch on for this week before we talk about Dismend Invite? Uh, yeah. So well. So the the, uh, the other the other games I was going to touch on were at the Dismended by uh, Dismended by MICDS Lafayette invites were going on Thursday through Saturday, so it took up the majority of games for this past week. All right, um, and Ray, what was uh, out of curiosity? What was your most surprise game? I guess margin of victory. I know what which one I have in my head, but I'm curious if you have the same one. Well, I, I was. I mean, I was definitely surprised by the uh, Slew Stevenson game on and I, Friday. I, I would concur when I heard that score. Um, a little surprised, just having seen Stevenson play up in uh, the Fenwick tournament, um, and you know, I mean, obviously traveling five hours and stuff can affect that. But that was probably the most notable game in my opinion. That was like, wow, it was kind of eye opening for me. I mean, there were some really good games uh, going further on the suspended night this last weekend. Um, over the Recplex. Yesterday, uh, Strake played Desmet and Parkway Central to one-goal games. Uh, both of those are very exciting games. Final game last night was Fenwick versus Slough, 6-4 to four, Slough or Fenwick. I was I was very impressed with Fenwick all weekend long as well. Very physical team. Uh, Payne Comstock, their junior two-meter, is a heck of a player as far as being able to hold water and just being the, the crux of Fenwick's offense. Um, fun to see them. Fun to see... We've talked about previously various styles of play and with these out-of-town teams that were coming in. Uh, you saw, I mean, Fenwick with the great two-meter and a team like Strake, where you can tell they're from Texas and know how to swim, and they were moving all over the pool, and it was fun to see Fun to see that. Other other, other games I thought were notable this last week. So uh, Lindbergh beat Parkway South 11-7. to 
those two teams usually play some close games. Uh, and once again, a, a relatively close score there as well. And then DeSmet uh, beat Lindbergh 8-4 to earlier in the week. Those two teams have been in the 4-5 or five position in the weekly polls. I'm sure DeSmet and Lindbergh will meet again, but definitely will affect the polling for this week. Right, and I, I would envision, I think, uh, top 10 had to be turned in Wednesday, so I wouldn't envision there would be a shakeup until until the following week. But um, that was a that was definitely a game that um, we played before against Parkway Central, so we obviously stuck around to watch. And I, you know, you could tell there was a little bit of energy in the air. Um, Desmet and Lindbergh, they knew it was a they knew it was an important game, so it was fun to watch. Um, kind of got away from uh, Lindbergh towards the end, but I mean, they I think they went up early. Um, on DeSmet, and DeSmet had kind of had to battle back, so um, that was fun to see. And I know, I, I don't think Lindbergh was at full strength this past weekend, so um, that's always a, a, a tough thing to deal with, especially these tournaments where you're playing two or three games in a day. All in all, uh, you know, kudos to uh, Coach Taylor. Uh, I know that we've obviously moved away from the championship-level format and more like we want to get quality games, and I think maybe he was a little nervous at first, but I'd say overall, looking at the scores, there were quite a few games, like a lot of games, that were close. Close games make teams get better. Um, and so that was, you know, all across the board. So that was good. And even yesterday, as the games were on, you could tell that, I mean, the teams have been playing close games all weekend because, I mean, not just one team, it but started every to wear team people was out. looking yes, pretty because, tired. Correct, correct. It, you know, and it's always that kind of, it's always the gamble as a coach, you know, how... You know, how much rest are you trying to get your normal starters? And, and, you know, do you have people that can jump in and, and shoulder the load? But if the game's on the line, you know, you, you want to win. So um, you go for it. And then by, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock on Saturday. Um, and it's not just that Saturday. It's also that buildup. I think Fenwick played two games on Friday night, right? Yes. And Stevenson played two on Friday. So, I mean, you know, we were lucky enough that we had two on Thursday. We just had practice on Friday. Um, and then we had three games on Saturday. So, you know, that day off in between probably is beneficial. So It will also throw a shout-out while we're talking about the Sven invite to the all-tournament team, which they announced uh, yes. uh, after the last game last night, uh, which was voted on by the coaches and referees. So uh, the all-conference team – or the all-tournament team included Peyton Comstock from Fenwick. We already talked about uh, Thomas Larson from DeSmet, uh, Joe Jelinek from Slough High, Nick Mattingly from Slough High, Mason White from Lindbergh, and Colin Kopecky from Stevenson. Goal, the goaltender was uh, Jay Dolan from DeSmet, um, and then Payne Comstock was selected as the all-tournament MVP. So uh, definitely all notable no, notable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There. guys, guys so, we know and are well-deserved and played well throughout most of the tournament, so... Pretty cool. So also yesterday was the Lafayette MICDS invite, and we don't have all scores from that yet, but I was talking to some of the people that were over there yesterday, um, and it sounds like there were some pretty competitive games over there. You know, Chaminade, uh, Clayton, MICDS. Uh, we had St. Rita's coming down from Chicago, as well as his South. South, yeah. Uh, yeah Oakville. Um, so there were definitely some good games over there yesterday. And it sounds like the championship game was pretty close. I thought, I, and I, I tried to relook it up here before we before we left. I thought I saw on Twitter that MICDS lost six five. I thought uh, to Saint Rita, um, but I'd have to I'd have to go back and double check that. So listeners, don't quote me on that. But that was a tweet that I thought I saw as I was scrolling through one of my various Twitter accounts. So yeah, and we'll try we'll try and get some uh, more more details on that one moving forward, but Pattonville, Lafayette were also over there. So great, 
great to see. Hopefully next year maybe we can get these tournaments on different weekends just so so that more people can get over and see both tournaments. But is what it is. Yeah. So yep. it was a good weekend of polo. So this week upcoming, you already mentioned Tuesday is the uh, Slu Ladu matchup. That should be interesting. There is the Pattonville tournament. I know that stretches. I think Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week. Any other notable games that? that are that you can think of yeah so i mean crazy crazy thing is two weeks from now we will know who is who's going to be seated where for the district tournament so these next two weeks really have a lot of games that are going to be mean some things so starting tomorrow monday uh april 16 marquette's going to take on kirkwood at kirkwood those teams are both in the top 10 notable game for them we've already talked about tuesday slew against ledoux Wednesday, you get Parkway Central at Kirkwood, um, another another game. Good um, matchup, right? Right. And then uh, the other game I was going to note was on Thursday. Uh, Desmet is also over at Kirkwood. So Kirkwood, Kirkwood's pretty much played a game every day this week uh, against somebody in the top ten. So uh, definitely will give us a better picture of them. And then uh, this weekend, we've got three tournaments coming up, all three Thursday through Saturday. We've got the JBS invite over at John Burroughs, which is going to feature Eureka, John Burroughs, Clayton, uh, Ford Zumwalt West, Slap, and Parkway South. Um, and then the Penville invite, which is going to feature Ledoux, uh, Melville, MICDS, Parkway North, Lafayette, Marquette, uh, Parkway West, and Penville. So that, that's a, that's a newer tournament, obviously, but, uh, another, another chance to play in an old deep pool. I know your 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 team's in it, Coach. Uh, but it looks like I mean the, the the championship game for that is at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Could feature Ledoux against Parkway West again. Uh, Ledoux will have to get past Belleville, MICDS, and Parkway North. Parkway West will have to get past Marquette, Lafayette, and Padville. But if that game does occur, for, I mean it'll be another chance to see uh, Ledoux against Parkway West this time in an all deep pool. So. So we'll see. Well, we gotta, you know, you gotta get there first. So, but that that's something that uh, we were kind of a later addition to the Pattonville invite. But definitely, uh, the Aldi pool was appetizing um, to me during this part of the season. As and then there is a JV Invitational this weekend, right? C- correct. So uh, there's gonna be nine teams over at Lindbergh this Thursday through Saturday again. Should be. I mean, this is good. I mean, this is pretty much the the last tournament like this before the uh, JV tournament as well. Um, you're going to have Chaminade, Kirkwood, Lindbergh, uh, Marquette, Oakville, Parkway West, the Smet, Ledoux, and Parkway South. So um, there's, I mean, JV level, there should be some good games uh, Thursday through Saturday over at Lindbergh. So uh, the other thing I was going to mention was also uh, last week on the forum, which uh, I know Coach has been working Woo! to try and pump up. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah, right? yeah, let it, let it go. <laughs> haven't had much success, but a couple of nice posts uh, from Coach Miguel Figueres on uh, there yes. about players going to play in college. Uh, it's that time of year right now, uh, but it's great to see uh, various people committing to their colleges. So uh, previously on the podcast, uh, we talked about uh, Solomon Cohen, very solid goalie from Marquette, going to play at LaSalle next year. Uh, last week on the podcast, we talked about Kazu Gavin going to the U.S. Air Force Academy. Jackson Spencer uh, from Fort Zumwalt West is going to be going to McHenry. And uh, the first time we're talking about on here, but uh, Alex Figueres uh, is going to be going to play at Pomona Pitzer. Obviously, he's been playing with Slap uh, for a while. Uh, great to see, great to see him continuing out in California. And then you know, it was also noted by Miguel a couple of people are going to play at Lindenwood. Simon uh, Simon Everts from yeah. West. 
Yeah, I know too. Yeah, and he had yeah. some uh, really strong – he had some really strong moments yesterday uh, for Parkway West. Brandon Murdoch from Ledoux and Mason White from Lindbergh will be going to Lindenwood. Yeah, good. Well, it's so. And it's good to see – you know, I know they've got a they've got a good mix over there, but it's good to see a St. Louis contingent, you know, kind of uh, maybe creating a little bit of a pipeline of more kids going there on a consistent basis. Because, you know, we talk about this. Sometimes I feel like St. Louis is a little overlooked um, because we are uh, – we're in the middle of the country, but – uh, most of those individuals that you've mentioned and stuff, I mean, they're they're really good water polo players, and I think um, will will definitely benefit that program. Completely agree. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know, following up on that comment. We've got uh, a guest hopefully coming up in the next couple of weeks. He's gonna talk a little bit about playing um, in college and his experience coming from the Midwest, uh, going out to California. So yeah. uh, something to look forward to. Cool. All right, folks. Um, that's the Nearside Low Podcast number six. This is Charlie. This is Ray, and we are signing off.